can actually record. I'm saying we should just start recording these too, like the the the, the meeting. Might as well at this point. (laughs) But um, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Africa's Talk Football TV. I am Cornelius, humbly with y'all, with Salam, Gabriel, and Mike. How y'all feeling today? Great, man. Doing good. Great. Getting in a little bit early as it is President's Day here in the United States. Uh, government holiday to commemorate all of our presidents. You know, shout out Joe Biden. Let's let's knock some some student loan debt off. Hopefully, you know, let's let's let's, let's end your term with something strong. You feel me? Um, <laughs> I but swear, yeah, man, we got bamboozled with that. With that, we, we got bad. We got led astray, bro. We got <laughs> we got hoodwinked for sure, for sure. He ran on the guise of, "I'm gonna get y'all yeah. president." You know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take off ten racks, ten racks. Embarrassing. Ten racks. Disgrace. That's what it is. A disgrace. Well, ten racks of my uh, student loans. I'm I'm a new man, but um, <laughs> for real, that's more to have. Yeah. Shout out, um, JB. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Not JB. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. <laughs> Only JB I recognize this month is JB Smooth, man. <laughs> JB Smooth, man. Yeah, you tripping on the JB. <laughs> shout out Larry. Shout out Larry David. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, but man, let's let's get into it. Thanks again to everyone who is watching with us, whether it be live or whether you're just catching a clip. You know, here on Instagram or TikTok, or you know, whether you're tapping into the full YouTube episode or with us on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, with it being you know Monday President's Day, we had the day off, so we're we're starting a little bit early here today, but still want to keep it short and sweet. Um, now that we're back in the full swing of the Premier League and actually all of Europe, we we started to have Champions League pop back up in our lives again. So with Champions League was this week. Where is where I wanted to start? Um, we talked about it last week, what our predictions were. And I feel like, you know, we're pretty spot on when you look at Man City versus Copenhagen. You know, Copenhagen did get that one goal, but City was able to pretty much dominate that entire match. And, you know, win their 3-1 on the away leg. And then Madrid, you know, won a, a tough, tough, tough one. No win against Leipzig to start us off on Tuesday. Um, anything about those matches that stuck out to you? I think for me, the PSG game, I think um, for them to win the way that they did um, didn't for me personally, they weren't really like convincing on the day, but we're still able to get out the win. Um, They've done that a few times this season. And like I said last week, I think that this is the best team that they've had in a while. So um, one of my dark horses for the Champions League this year, for sure. But I think that they they could go all the way. PSG? Yeah. Yeah. P- PSG plays Sociedad on this on Wednesday, the second day of Champions League this past week. And then Lazio probably with the most surprising win. Although I, you know, Gabriel talked about it last week. You know, I you know, I ear I, I shadowed him with that same that same feeling. Lazio at home, we both said it was gonna be a tough new match. Byron with a red card and with the loss. You know, that's mm-hmm. very, very tough, even coming back home with that second leg. Um, Mike, were you able to watch it? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, that was a crazy shot on the pod, uh, predicting that last year. I was like, where are they seeing this from? But that was impressive. Um, To be honest, man, I don't know what's going on with Bayern, man, because the last game, was it which game was it? Yeah, last year game. 
that was a strong lineup they came out with. A really, really strong lineup. But we also forget that Sande hasn't been scoring. You know, at the beginning of the season, he, he and Harry Kane, they were pretty much, you know, trading off the goals. But it's not happening anymore. It's kind of dried up. And I think just as much as where everybody's looking at Tuchel and what's going on with, you know, all the noise around them, I just think the same. There are some players that need to step up that haven't stepped up. And, I mean, even Kane, some of the misses this past weekend, it's just like, Terrible. man, they're just in their heads. I think they need one win. And it should get them back together, but they're not winning Bundesliga, that's for sure. But You, you think a win fixes, like, their issues? You know, it kind of quiets down the, uh, you know, the noise around them right now. Because right now there's a lot of noise, you know, a lot of rumors about Tuchel having favorites. And not everybody's happy with them. But the clubs came out and supported him, said, hey, we're behind him. But <laughs> that was before they lost three in a row. So we'll see what happens. I don't think Bundesliga is over. But I still think a win in Champions League gets them back. Is that when going to happen, though? Because I, listen, I told you, I did, I got the, I got my lock of the week wrong. I thought there were going to be more goals. It was tighter than I thought it was. But, um, like, I didn't think, I don't know if, I don't think Bayern's going to, I don't know, I don't know. That, that second leg is going to be extremely interesting. I'm going to be watching that because I don't know if Bayern gets through. Where's the game at? It's, I think it's, it's, in, second, it's in Munich. It's in Munich, yeah. yeah. Which that doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, this season. Yeah, so you know, it's I don't know. It, it's interesting. I think that was that was my big takeaway was was Lazio because I said someone pie last week and they proved me right. And now I'm just wondering what they're gonna do in the second leg. So yeah. I think they Mark, said, what, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. No, 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 finish your point. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think it's funny how they said uh, Coleman hasn't had a trophyless season since he's been on his senior team, and Kane hasn't had a trophy. He hasn't had a, oh, a trophy in any crazy. season. And he said one of it's going to end this this year, and it might be Coleman's. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it might be Coleman's streak. It might not be Kane's. Yeah. I, I, you're right. I think Bundesliga is dead for them. I don't know if they win Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oko, Oko, I think they got kicked out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have. I think this season is on uh, Thomas Tuchel for me. I think the reason why they are where they are is because of him. And it's sad because this is a guy who's from, he is Bavarian. He is like, you know, when you think of Bayern Munich, they they typically look for their guys, you know, from like, from a, I don't know, cultural standpoint, whatever the case may be. So the fact that he's having that he hasn't been able to get it right is very surprising. Um personally, I think Harry Kane is over the course of the season has scored a lot. But just like at the video that I sent you guys earlier about what Draymond Green said about Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns has 40 and the Minnesota Timberwolves are down. So I think it's just like, you know, Harry Kane has all these goals, but we have to show for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't put it all on him. I think the $100 million investment uh, was a lot. I don't think that that's personally what they needed. And now they're um, 
having to deal with what their problem is, which is an aging squad, players that haven't been good enough, and players that have been protected for quite a bit sometimes. I know that Mike said something about Sane stepping up. I think that we've seen the best out of him. I actually think that that guy has been on the, the decline. Um, that's someone that I'm looking at. Who needs to step up? Umpa Makano, to me, is has he's been struggling <laughs> for a while. Took, I was going to ask you guys about the back line. What do you guys think about that back line? I mean, I, see, at first I thought it was DeLitt and Umpa Makano. Like, that's not the pairing mm-hmm. that works. Then it was Umpa Makano and Jay. And Jay. Which was decent in the beginning, and then now, I mean, I don't know. They seem to not be on the same page. No, I, think, I mean, I think, a, I think there's a common denominator in there, though, and that's a Pumacano. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you said it. Sorry. I, just, I, mean, I know, but we we have to call a spade a spade. Yeah. I mean, we have to call it is what it is, bro. It's not good. Right. He's French. He, he hasn't been he good. But he just hasn't been now he hasn't been good, man. Right? That's crazy how we do it in reverse. Um anyway. But uh <laughs> reverse racism that's nice. When it's good, he's uh-huh. African. <laughs> when it's bad, nah, nah, he French. <laughs> nah, we, we, can, um, we can play that too. Like, that's y'all. That's y'all man. Like, hey, hey, nice. <laughs> You wouldn't see him playing in AFCON. If he was playing in AFCON, could you imagine? <laughs> Take me over. Dio's in. <sighs> no, I just, he's not, it's just not up to par, man. They need, they need to invest in that area. I mean, yeah. now he has, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, no. That's all you, yeah, what were you saying? Now he now he has a red card in Champions League and in the Bundesliga, so That's he's going to be out. So now we're going to see if you know Eric Dyer, Delict and De- De- Dyer or Kim and Jay and Dyer, whoever that pairing is, we're going to see. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with Gabe. I thought he was yeah he was horrible. He's been he's been bad this year, but somehow he continues to play. Anytime you watch them. It's like when he gets the ball, he's like nervous or something. It's like, calm down, settle down. I don't know he's how always... he played in the World Cup. He played in the World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he know. did. He played more than because the starting center backs was uh... Saliba didn't play. Yeah, Saliba. Yeah, yeah he didn't Saliba play. didn't play. It was him and uh, <laughs> him and Konate, wasn't it? Or oh, Desasi played too. Desasi, yeah. He, yeah. he did play a little bit, but he played more on the right. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it was Konate. Yeah, it was him. And yeah. Uba Makano. Yeah, which is crazy, but maybe they'll they'll buy Rafael Varane from us, and uh, <laughs> you know. I guess you hope so. Anyway, no, I was just going to say for Bayern, it's been one of those. It's been one of those rough patches in their. You know, in this season, and unfortunately, it was right at crunch time. You know, you lose a game to Leverkusen. That puts you now, you know, out of reach of the title. And then you lose in Champions League on the away leg. Not that the away leg and home leg matter as much, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you're losing momentum in one of the most important parts of the season. You Like Gabriel said, you're already out of the, you know, domestic tournament 
DPK Poco, I believe it's called. So now it's one of those, it, you know, Tucho is on the hot seat, whether or not the club comes out and says, you know, we're behind our manager. That's probably what they're saying to the public, but they know internally there's something that's going on that they have to fix because for them to be out of, you know, the domestic tournament this early, if they were to get knocked out of Champions League, you know, after the round of 16, potentially, these are big things. You know, Bayern is one of those clubs like Real Madrid, like, you know, like City, you know, like Barcelona. These teams want to go for the biggest trophies throughout the entire year. They want to win everything. This is a team that's coming off their 11th Bundesliga. So, as you know, they're used to this dominance. They're used to winning. So for them to not be only out of, you know, pretty much the league, but now potentially out of Champions League, it's it, things do look tough for Tuchel. Do you think that he sees it, you know, it out through the year? Do you do you think he gets sacked before the year is over? What do you think it's going to take for them to get sacked? Like if they lose this champion, if they don't, if they don't go through on Champions League, do you think he gets sacked? I think he may get sacked sooner than that. I think by the end of this week. One hundred percent. By the time y'all watch, I was, I was personally going to say I don't think he stays that long either because. You know, I know the team's coming out and saying that, but these are things that we don't, you know, it for our teams, we don't hold in, you know, we, we hold in high regard. Don't lose Champions League. Don't lose this. Don't lose that. And we're not on the same magnitude as far as where our clubs are, speaking Chelsea, Manu, and Arsenal, compared to, you know, somewhere like where Bayern is. They're used to winning the league. They're used to going to Champions League past the group stages. We're not. So for but them to, to point, have – go ahead. To your point. They don't play around with this stuff. So if, Fabri- if Fabrizio Romano is tweeting, oh, there are rumblings talking about uh, yeah. this behind the scenes, bro, he's gone by the end of this week. Can, can we Can we also – my bad. Can we also acknowledge how they fired the other guy before they got Tuchel? Oh, Nagelsmann? Yeah. I think the only reason they hold on a little longer to fire Tuchel is to, you know, it's an ego thing, you know, so they don't look like, oh, we made the wrong decision, you know. Yeah, they, right. I mean, they got I their guy, be right? They, they yeah. kicked him out, they kicked the young guy out with the new innovative ideas for, for yeah. their guy, the Bavarian guy. And mm-hmm. now here they are, and it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. okay, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're not wrong, but you know, we'll, we'll see what unfolds with that Bayern team. Looking forward to. What we have coming up in these next couple of days tomorrow in Champions League, we have Inter Milan versus Atletico Madrid, and PSV Eindhoven versus Dortmund. Um, mm. Any any thoughts about these games? I honestly think these week's slates of games are a little bit better than last week's. Um, that Inter Madrid is going to be a banker. Um, it's it's in Milan. <clears throat> Inter's at home. That three two three three. See that being like a 3-2-3-3 type match. I think there'll be a lot of goals. Inter will edge them out just because they're at home. But Madrid's been playing crazy lately, bro. Like I mm-hmm. I, I can't say for sure that you know Inter's gonna win, but Madrid has been in very, very good form. I mean Griezmann's been on a tear recently. Um that's gonna be an interesting one. I think Dortmund will will edge out PSV Einhosen, even though Einhosen's at home. I think Dortmund just has more quality personally there. But Dortmund's also been having like a good, you know, ever since their January, 
They got Ian Matson from Chelsea. They got a few loan pick pickups. They've been they've been running, bro. Sancho, they've been running. They've been running. So for Tuesday, I would say I got Dortmund. I got Inter. But I would yeah. also say I think my lock of the week might be over. Whatever the over is for the Inter Atletico ticket. All goals over. See, I, I like I like that Inter Atletico game. I think we should get fireworks, but. I don't I don't trust these Italian teams when it comes to some of these yeah. games because you know AC Milan they were they were looking good and then they met Newcastle and just didn't look the same. But I don't know. Um I, I'll give a slight you know advantage to uh, Inter since they're home, but I won't be surprised if Atletico win that game. Yeah, I'm gonna rock with Atletico, man. They've been there, they've done that. That's a team that I don't think they're not going to concede that many goals, especially away from home. Knowing that they have the second leg, I can see it finishing 1-1, 0-0, and then Atletico yeah. wins it at the home. I second with Salam said. Dortmund, on the other hand, they have a game. Um, yeah, I'm going with Dortmund. Yeah. I've seen a lot of their games recently, and I like what I've seen so far, so. I think that matchup is actually going to be a little bit closer than people anticipate. Um, Dorman, I just have, I, I just feel like they have this trait where it's just like they yeah. are a team that they can just squander a lead. Like, like yeah. you talk about like squandering, like they are just full professionals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, selling, as some people say. <laughs> but um, no, definitely. I think, um, like you guys said, I think Dorman, uh, Gets the win there. And then on Wednesday, our last slate of this knockout round, we have Napoli versus Barcelona. And then we have Porto versus Arsenal. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll save Arsenal for last. We'll kind of use that into segue about talking about our teams. But Napoli versus Barca, that's an interesting one. Napoli's at home to start off this uh, this two-way tie. Barcelona's had a, you know, a slew of injuries this year. But they've they somehow managed to stay afloat. Um, what do y'all think about that match? <laughs> I think uh, Barcelona would be would be lucky to advance to the next round, considering <laughs> um, all the dysfunction that they have going on. Um, there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of accountability that hasn't been um, accounted for in previous games. And I think when you look at both teams, they're struggling compared to how they were last year. Napoli won the league last year. I think did Barca win the league last year or the mm. year before? I think last they year. won it in the, yeah. one of the years in the past. They won it a year. Uh, what did you call it? Real won the year before. Yeah, yeah year so before. Year before. Yeah. So yeah. definitely not what they were uh, a few few years ago or even last season. But I think Napoli um, will take a loss, unfortunately. I think Barcelona. I think whether it be by them or by UEFA, they'll make it through. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't I don't trust Barcelona of late. I don't know. Um, you look at Real Madrid and you know who's in charge. You look at Barcelona, you, you don't know if it's Xavi's team or you know it's the you, you don't know what's going on over there. Like. Because Xavi picks his favorites. Uh, he's trying to push, you know, La Masia youth and, you know, yeah, building. And I don't buy into all of that. 
even though Napoli haven't been good, I still I'm picking Napoli over, over Barca. I just don't trust Barca this year. Well, I mean, we know that Xavi's leaving at the end of the year. Yeah. Like that's been said. He came out and said that at the end of this year's yeah. even he said what he said about what it's like to be the manager of Barcelona and work for them. He said it, it's not a fun job. You're under stress all the time, all that good stuff. So we know that there are some issues and there is dysfunction within the locker room, whether it be the manager and the players or just the manager and, you know, the board, everybody above him. But yeah. sometimes when, you know, it's all out in the open, I feel like the manager and the players can get on, an, you know, the same page. Because at the end of the day, the players are there to play. You know, there's always going to be political stuff in the background, but the players are paid to play. So sometimes I feel like if a coach can somehow say, hey, like, I'll take the heat for everything that happens outside of football, but when it comes down to the pitch, just play. And, you know, they have the talent. Obviously, this is not their A team, but they have the talent to go and do far. Kind of like what Salam said. I think they could sneak Napoli. Napoli hasn't played well that all, yeah. at, you know, like that much in the league. They, they've definitely slumped from where they were last year. And so it, it was good for them to get, you know, this far in the tournament. But I think Barcelona will be one of those teams that just the quality will come through. And then, um, you know, with our second match, I was just going to hand it off to G, you know, Porto versus Arsenal. What do you expect to see? What do you, you know, as far as, this being your first time, you know, in the knockout stages for a long time. What do you, you and you guys have been in a great, great run of form, you know, last week, 5-0 win against Burnley. We'll get into that here in a little bit as well. But as far as what you want, Arteta, how you want to be set up, what do you want to see? You know, you're going into Porto as well, I believe. So this is an away match. How do you think this game will be played on your end? Uh, I, I feel like we'll see the usual suspects. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, as a recent, he's been starting Kivior, so probably see Kivior, which is fine with me. Honestly, don't want to see Zinni, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and then striker-wise, I mean, yeah, we, we might just go with Trussard there because we don't have Jesus. I don't know he's coming back. I don't think, I don't think he's back yet, so. I go trust out there. Um, yeah, that's really all we can do. Um, so, yeah, or I mean, we might start Jorginho and put Kai Havertz there. We could do that too, which I'm completely fine with as well. Um, yeah, as, no, far as, as far as Porto, though, like, have you seen any of their Porto, matches? Like, I'm like, not. You, to be completely honest, I am not worried a lick about Porto. Like, I. I'm not – I think we should get through this cup tie. There's no doubt in my mind that says – like, we. I think we'll go handle Porto at Porto, and I have no doubt that we'll handle them at the end of it. It's like, they're – I feel what, like – Where's know, the first game? I look at, it's, at, it's in Portugal. So, you know, I feel like this is an off year for them. I did look at them in the league. They're, like, third, in, they're third right now. Um, they're having a weird year. I don't – I really don't expect too much from this team. Um, you know, I think they're going to have their best shot with this match on Wednesday. Um, but if they lose, I think it's wraps from there. And we'll just go handle business at the Emirates when we see them in a couple more weeks. But, you know, I don't really expect, you know, anything crazy, anything that we've dealt with, um, or nothing that we haven't seen before. So, you know, I think we'll be all right. 
you know, take care of business. Yeah, no, I mean that that's pretty much all I had to say, you know, about champions as far as Champions League, you know, rolling into our different teams already on Arsenal, big five nil, Burnley win this past week. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you said that you fully expected to take care of business there. Yasser, the you know, our, our resident Arsenal fan who sits in as well, has also said, you know, he feels confident this year with your team you know given the circumstances about everything that happened this week and looking forward into kind of how to you know arsenal's next few matches you know would you want to continue to see you kind of talked about how you wanted to get set up in champions league but is there anything that you've seen that you wanted to continue to see is there anything that you feel like you guys need to improve on as far as con you know hoping to to, to win the league um, I didn't continue to see us score goals. Um, it's kind of crazy how when Gabriel Jesus doesn't play, how we score more. <laughs> it's actually it's wild, right? Yeah, our, our number, our number nine is out. Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really not. Um, we're we're a lot less wasteful. Uh, as you've seen, um, we've been averaging like four games, four goals over the past five games. So I want to continue to see goals. Um, I want to continue to see us take care of business and like really, I mean, our goal differentials now, even with cities, um, you know, they have a game in hand, but, you know, just I want to see us continue to have that good goal differential. Um, the, the One of the biggest things for me is I need to see, continue to see Zinchenko not start. Like, I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but. I need to continue to see that until um, he proves that, you know, defensively he's going to be up to par. I have no problem. Ben White has started inverting, which he doesn't do it all the time, but every once in a while when we need it, he'll do it. You know, Kiff York can just focus on being a left back. and We have Declan Rice to fill in kind of wherever else he needs to fill in that. So I don't like, – I, I care too much about results to care about kind of, you know, attitudes and feelings of, oh, you know, Zinchenko's not playing. He's good for this tiki-taka. Like, bro, we need three points. That's what I care <laughs> about. And this player is, like, hurting our chances of getting three points. And, you know, this is a concern of mine every week. Yeah, no, I'd rather have Kivio or someone else start there. So, you know, we're just going to run a four-center-back set, which is fine with me. <laughs> we can let our midfielders be midfielders. Um, and that's, what, that's one of the other main things I want to just continue to see. So, you know, this this past weekend, you know, at Burnley, you know, good result, great to go over there, just kind of dead the game early. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I didn't really want to see much more than that. <laughs> like, I don't – there's really not much for me to say today, if I'm being completely honest. Great for guys to get goals. Um, I love that Kai Harris was able to get a great, great solo goal as well. Um, but, yeah, no, just good for guys to get goals. Good for soccer, you know, continue his run of form. I mean, everyone can talk about him, but that guy can get all season. Uh, and yeah, no, I just, I'm ready to now take care of business at Porto um, and continue to fight for the league. And it was a great, great weekend for us because, you know, City dropped points. And it's always a great weekend when another team that you're in a title race with drops points. So, we're we welcome. Capitalize on that. Yeah, thank you, Chelsea Boys. Appreciate it. Y'all should have won, but you know we'll take anything we can get. Uh, so, so um, no, yeah, we we like that, and uh, 
yeah, just looking forward to, to the next week of matches. Wow, breaking yeah. news. Uh, Napoli are about to sack their coach. Breaking so news. Barca's definitely going through. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> the conspiracy has started already. I'm trying to tell you, UEFA, here, here, this is the beginning. Man, that's crazy. We we break some news for y'all. Anybody that's watching live right now or live and direct, Napoli is sacking their coach ahead of their Champions League match scheduled against FC Barcelona. <laughs> that's wild. So uh, wow. honestly, this might be one of those things where they sack their coach and it's the reverse. You know, they they now they just go hard. So yeah, you never know. That could go one way or another, but. Interesting stuff. I mean, Arsenal right now is definitely in the swing of things. I feel like you guys have what it takes to continue to play at this level as long as you stay healthy. Um, and we will. I believe that we will. You have more bodies this year, but you do have key players that need to stay on the pitch. Um, Declan Rice is one of those guys. He he continues to be your, your most consistent guy along with Saka. And um, – I know I said it a few weeks ago, but week in, week out, it's just is even when you guys win games like this where it's five nil or whatever, it's still just seeing what he does for your team. It's you guys have gotten better. You know, I feel like last year during this time there were there were points in the season where you still were winning games, but there was a dip in form. You could see that there was a little bit of a lull. I feel like now with Declan Rice on the pitch. It, there's just that one more guy to pick up the slack when, you know, Saka or Odegaard don't, you know, produce like they used to, or Martinelli isn't doing what he does. There's that one extra guy. And I feel like that has raised your team from like a B plus to an A minus at the very least. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's no, the, he's, sure. he's, he's the best signing so far this season in terms of impact. I know, I know people will say Bellingham, but if you took, if you took Declan Rice out of that team, you get what we saw last year. So, like, in yeah, terms we'll, of just, we'll be fourth, third place right now. Like that. that guy is fourth incredible. Third. Yeah, no, best sign for sure. And this is the thing. I, I think we'll be okay personally, and I like the position we're at because we're we're winning these matches convincingly, which we should, but we're still, like, we don't have Timber yet. We don't have Partey yet. We don't have Tamiyasu back yet. Like, Fabio Vieira had a run. He's just been injured. Got a red card, then been injured. So we still have guys who can really come back and make an impact. So when we're really at full strength, like not only our starting eleven, but our bench is going to look full too, which I'm extremely excited for. So yeah, no, I mean we still got people to come back. It's gonna, it's crazy because we might see Timber before we even see Partey, which is pissing me off. But um, you know, guy has a whole ACL injury. I've seen, I've seen Partey maybe two times this season. Crazy. He's um, collecting a check, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, but yeah, no, man. We saw people come back. So I feel, I, I just really, I really want Partey and Timber to come back. I mean, Tommy Austin too, but those two, man, Partey has a whole different element and a different, a whole different style to our midfield that, um, no, it, it, our midfield misses that. So, but yeah, enough about me. We're going to talk about, we're in a title race. We about to win the league this year. Let's get it all. I hear it. I hear it. Um, next game on Saturday, just going down in chronological order, was uh, probably game of the weekend, Chelsea versus Man City at the Etihad. Um, again, I, you know, shout out old Angle here in Cleveland. 
was watching the game there with my buddy Zion, the city fan. Um, and it was pretty packed. Honestly, this was more packed than it was for the first. At the Etihad. No, 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 no. It, it, was in good. public was where good. I was watching you know, at my local pub down in Cleveland, Ohio on West 25th. Shout out Old Angle. Shout out Old Angle. But um, no, I, I, was, I was saying that this match was pretty packed where I was watching compared to the first, you know, Chelsea City matchup. And and I don't know, maybe because of the first match, there was anticipation on this one. But I feel like the City fans were a little nervous for this match because City is now in a spot where, you know, they do have those games in hand, but they realize that they have to win these games in hand. You know, Liverpool yeah. and Arsenal aren't at a place where, you know, they're, they're sharks in the water looking for blood. And just like Gabriel just said, you know, they should have lost that game. You know, <laughs> I'll let Mike get into it here in a little bit. But personally, my feel is that we, we, we didn't necessarily outplay City, but we played them at par. There are both chances, you know, there are chances on both ends for, for Chelsea to go up 2-0. And there were chances for City to equalize, you know, when they were down 1-0 that they missed. Holland had a few stinkers, a few misses that were very, very bad in the box, a few headers that were just nowhere near on frame. And I feel like we had a few chances, you know, Sterling, even before he scored his goal, I feel like he was getting very, very, very good service. And we had a few chances in the box that we could have put away. Jackson, Jackson. You know, Jackson as well, you know, getting 1v1s with the keeper chances that we could have put away early very very early so i feel like it would be it, it it would be disrespectful for me to say that we should have won that match but i think that we could have put it away early i think we could have gotten early goals and the way we played was at par with anyone in the league tech, you know possibly anybody in the world our outside backs shut down their their wingers julian alvarez was nowhere to be found foden was nowhere to be found for most of the part DeSassi and uh, you know what I'm saying he did his job our center back shut down Holland and at the end of the day if you can shut down Holland Foden and Alvarez and neutralize what De Bruyne does very very well which is get he just his players open inside the space bro that's yeah. a win you know what I'm saying so the draw for me was one of those draws where I feel like this was more than a point you know we got a point plus whatever that plus is hopefully it carries on through the rest of the season, you know, hopefully that plus can give us a point somewhere else or three points where we shouldn't deserve it. But these are the matches that I feel like last week when I talked about Chelsea having to just find momentum, you know what I'm saying? Just talking about having to find some sort of consistency. This is what I've been looking for all season, where you win two matches in a row and now you have a test. This is City. This is a team that's in the top two, top three, fighting for the league, fighting for Champions League. This is one of those matches where you look and say, okay, if we can go to City and get a result, this should be the standard for what we can now do through the rest of February. This is a standard for what we can now do through the rest of March. And, you know, now we have a cup final coming up here. Okay, this is the standard for how – and that's how you build consistency and that's how you become the Chelsea that I want to see. So, for me, bro, this was a, a 10 out of 10 match. It could have been 11 out of 10 if we would have gotten the win. But 10 out of 10, just because we went to City, we got a result, you know, and we even had chances to put the game away. These are learning experiences that I'm glad we weren't on, you know, the losing side of this match. Because it's very, very hard to learn when you play at this level and take an L sometimes. But when you play at this level and, you know, you 
can sneak away with a draw, it's like, all right, like, we can get the full learning experience out of this because I feel like we aren't thinking too much about how we lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I personally think he said everything. Um, walking away from this game, I, I was just I, instead of enjoying it, I I was looking forward to the next game. You know, thinking you know we're gonna see because we had a, such a high game this this uh, this past game. I feel like we're gonna go right back to the valley the next game. Yeah. So I kind of like no, no, away. y'all can't do that. Y'all can't do that, man. Y'all I, no, 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 hold on. I, I, I walk away. Y'all. I walk away thinking, okay, I don't want to get my host too high because every time we we had a game like this, the next game we just seem to disappear. But like Cornelius said, I mean, this game was just this is all I asked for, man, to see something. <laughs> Something we can, something we can hold on to, and support, and get behind. This game took me back to the four-four game. We left that game excited, you know, optimistic, thinking, you know, we have something coming up. But if you go back and look at, you know, everything that happened after that four-four game, it, it seems like we went backwards. That's what I'm saying. That like I left this game thinking, man, I hope we can give another performance like this right after this game. I mean, next game we got Liverpool. And you guys might think I'm crazy, but I think we're walking away with, with that trophy. You know, I think there's this whole narrative surrounding our team, and I understand it. Cornelius and I have said it multiple times. Yes, this is a fairly, you know, hodgepodge of just players out of nowhere put together, you know. A billion spent, so there are expectations. But also, because the money that was spent, we want to see something, and we're not seeing it. But slowly, it's getting, it's, it's been put together, and I'm confident that we will get there. We will get there. And, bro, I can't say enough about Gusto. I can't say enough about Cole Palmer. I mean, even Gallagher, man. Like, for how much I still believe this man is not a Chelsea starting 11. Like, he's just not. I, I don't care. I can't accept it. Nah, you have to, Mike. I can't. I just It's can't. like me with McTominay. It's, it's because in your head, when you look at Chelsea, you're thinking of Drogba. You're thinking I, of I've Lampard. Seen, and I'm like. I'm the same way, bro. This is who we are now. These are the, play, the caliber of players that we um, collect. And mm-hmm. this, is, this is where we are. But he's but not. Let's be real. You have to give Conor Gallagher credit. He's been really good. And, and that's what I'm, I was going to say. It, it annoys me that the one guy that I always hate on is the one guy that I can confidently say, man, this guy really wants to be here. And I'm not saying these guys don't want to be here. You know, we heard the rumors, all of that. But it's just like you want to see it. Sometimes you just want to see it. And the last two games, I feel like they've showed us that. Like, okay, we're playing as a team. We're fighting. And that's all we want. I don't know about Cornell, but that's all I want. Give me something that I can get behind and be like, okay, if you bring me a bogus 2-1 loss, I can I can actually say, okay, at least day four, I can see something happening. But I have no complaints, man. This game, I just had zero complaints. I was watching the game like, man, 
based on the way we've been playing this few weeks, this is a huge jump. This is a huge booster for these guys. And we should have walked away with that win. We should have. If we would have finished our chances in the first half, we wouldn't have worried about them putting another goal in. The biggest, the biggest takeaway from I don't want to say the biggest, but one of the one of the more important takeaways from that match for me is how we're going to utilize how Pochettino is going to utilize having Jackson and Cuckoo, Cole Palmer and Sterling all kind of play the same role. Because, you know, we're starting to see Cole Palmer play that false nine, Jackson on the outside, and they kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, are fluid in that top two, top three role, which is fine. I'm not mad at it. But if mm-hmm. you're saying that we don't have a striker, which is exactly what you're saying, if you're putting mm-hmm. the striker that we just went and bought to the wing, then we have to put our best players on the pitch. For me, and Cuckoo is in our best 11 when he's healthy, which he clearly is now. I know he's coming mm-hmm. off an injury and he re-aggravated some he's able to play 60 minutes, like start him. Because although we, he didn't do as much when he came on the pitch, we still looked threatening. It wasn't until our last substitute where yeah. literally we were confused on what happened and then they somehow were able to just capitalize off that and get a goal. Their yeah. goal came off our substitute and Caesar not knowing where he was supposed to be. There was mm-hmm. just confusion and they capitalized off that. They saw it. It was clear. We've all been in those situations where it's the end of the game. You know, you're doing well, but you're tired. New sub comes in. You don't know your assignment. The other team kind of picks up on that. They're in your attacking third, and next thing you know, it's a goal. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's tough because as well as we did play, we lost on a tactical substitute. And for me, I'm looking at Pochettino like, bro, like, there are times in the game where I understand you may want to slow down. You may want to do what you think is right. But you have to be able to read the game. As a manager, like you have to be able to read the game. And for me, I think that's why we lost, personally. Okay, question for you. Would you have been okay if it was a different player that he brought on? I don't think I would have been okay with whoever it was. Because for me, Uh it wasn't the player. It was the time at which he decided to make the sub. And where the play was and what was going on. And I think if maybe it was a defender or a forward, it wouldn't have been in the middle of the pitch where the guy was supposed to be. But regardless, there was just some miscommunication that happened on the substitute. And you can see, bro, the subs happens at 83 minutes and we get scored on at 84. So it happens all within that 30 seconds of play. The Italian kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And He he hasn't really been playing. No. That's my whole point. And for me, (laughs) it's... It doesn't matter if it's someone that's been getting normal minutes or if it's somebody that we're only bringing in for a tactical seven minutes. It's this is who we decided to sub at this point in time, and it caused some confusion. I mean, we can go back Mm. and analyze the goal if we want, but that's what happened. And for me, it's tough when I look at that being the – if they score a goal on us in open play off just, you know, that was a good goal, it stings a little less than we're looking at, you know, our boys fighting for 83 minutes and then finally off some sub we get scored on. It's just yeah. like it's deflating, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, yeah, against I a agree. team like City away, we easily could have gotten scored on a second time. So hats off to yeah. us for you know being able to hold mm-hmm. our head and not get scored on a second time because then now mm-hmm. we're talking about a completely different match. But for me, it's those are the matches that I look at at the end of our season, no matter where we end up on the table, where I'm like, that could have been two more points. Personally, yeah. for me, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the end of our season like, Pochettino could have stolen two points and 
and now the dynamic of this this entire league looks different. You know, we're what twenty five mm-hmm. matches in, twenty four matches in. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of time left. So for me, yeah. not that this changes our season by that much, but them two points really could change the entire scope of the league, which makes it more fun when you look down at you know those important games that could have made this happen, that could have made that happen. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to look at because just like Gabriel said, they're back on goal differentials with City. So now it's coming down to who's scoring more. With that one-one draw, City, you know, there's a lot that's going on in the league right now, and it's not going to make sense until we figure out who's going to have, you know, the top three, four spots on match week 37, 38. But mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, as a Chelsea fan, I look at this draw very, very positively. But there are some teachable moments that we can go back on and be like, yo. I think that, you know, this could have been different. I think you have to start in Cuckoo in that game. It just, it just makes me so mad that we spent so much money for him. We talked about how much he's going to be a part of our team. He gets hurt right at the end of preseason when he was featured as our guy in preseason. And now yeah. that he's healthy, now that he's come back and shown that he can score with little to nothing. Like, mm-hmm. he's shown that he could score with little to no mm-hmm. help. And, yeah. and, and somehow we don't figure out how to play him in, in our starting 11. If, if- that's frustrating to me, bro. That if ja- if Nkunku was in the position Jackson was in, he scores that goal. Easily. I think, yeah, anybody who was in that position. That goal. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's 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 tough for me to look at that match and be like, mm-hmm. we, you know, like, like, and be satisfied with a draw. Like, I am satisfied mm-hmm. with a draw, but this is why, you know, I, I expect mm-hmm. more from my team, and this is why I'm, like, where I'm at right now. Like, I, like, again, no, very, I, I very positive. But there are a lot of teachable moments where I'm like, look, we got to go back. And these things can't happen against Liverpool because now we're in a cup final and there is no redo. You know what I'm saying? Like that substitute might determine (laughs) if we go into extra time who we got left. So, you you know, that substitute, like I get it. But like I, I completely agree with you. Sometimes it's not it's not. Sometimes you, you just don't overthink the situation. This is a perfect example. Uh, Man City, Real Madrid, Pep did all those substitutions, and then two goals go in. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say it's the same situation, but it's like the aura of the game, the vibe of the game. Sometimes you just have to go with it. I get it, Jackson. You're yeah. struggling, you're tired. Let's just keep going because right now, the just the the energy of the game was perfect to just Write that wave a little bit until you're like, okay, I, I absolutely have to take somebody off. So I agree. That sub was not necessary, but I get it. Jackson looked like he was really tired, but I wouldn't have made that sub either. I would I would have let the game just play itself out. It's I tough, man. It, it, it's tough, and it, it, it really comes down to, like, literally moments like that, bro. Like, yeah. it's so funny because, you know, as an athlete, you look at your, you know, as a fan of sports, you can look at certain moments in sports that may not be very, very obvious. Like, oh, I touched it and the ball went out of bounds and that mm-hmm. inbound was the next scoring, you know, the scoring bucket. Sometimes yeah. it's not as obvious as that. It's more nuanced. And I feel like that is the difference between a good manager and a great manager sometimes. And, you know, Posh is he's a good manager, but he's still learning. And that's why I feel like it was a very teachable moment. And one of those yeah. that, you know, hopefully we can learn from this season. But 
you know, moving on to Arsenal, I feel like Ten Hag has taken all of his teachable moments Hold this on, year. Man. And whoa, whoa, whoa. United, 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 United. Or United, my bad, my bad. Hold on. Ten Hag is uh, all taking right. all of his teachable moments. And um, somehow, you know, the boys are starting to to march on. The, the boys keep marching on. Isn't that what they say? The boys <laughs> The boys gave everything. Uh, <laughs> the boys gave everything. Yeah, the boys gave everything. Um kind of a weird match you know three very early goals and then intensity was still up for the rest of the match but um yeah coiling man i shout out to that kid because when I, I think you and mike have a bet who's gonna have Jackson goals on with with goals. i didn't want to say it but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I, i'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. close right now if not they're tied yeah so <laughs> Chill out. This season's not over. I'm not saying none other than that's why I didn't take the bet. But, uh, yeah, man, the kid is scoring. Your your young boys are balling. Mayno, Garnacho, you know, obviously Hoyland up top. Rashford is one of those guys that it. he's just an auxiliary player now. I feel like your team is starting to turn that new leaf. And I know you've had your reservations about him. But, you know, what? how, how does this win feel to you? You know, top six, I believe, still. Um, are you looking in punching that top four? Do you think it's attainable? Of course, I said it last week. I think top oh, four. Is, come is, on, is, man, it's definitely attainable. Why? Why? Why isn't it? Um, it do you really believe that? I just, I think, See, I think, why not? I know. Why not? I just I'm think, look, look, at teams, look, look at the teams that we're competing against. I, I just Villa is first. Thing. Y'all don't, y'all don't, but we beat Villa. So, you know, the guys that you guys were saying a few months ago, right? Um, I respect everyone's viewpoint and opinion, but I remember you guys were telling me these were the what are the title contenders too? They were top three, they were fighting for top four, and this was happening in December. Completely, completely <laughs> ill advised uh, takes from all three of you, but. Anyway, I think I don't see why not why why we can't make a top four this year. We're definitely in the hunt. If you were to ask me a month ago, I'd be like, no. Nah. I mean, even the last time that we did predictions, I predicted United to finish sixth. Um, I said the 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 only thing that I think could could spark you know a resurgence to the season would be the players coming back, and which. This is going to lead me to my point after I talk about my players. The appointment of Omar Bravada and the other people that are coming in into place. Let me start with the players first. Like you said, Cornelius, our young players are the players that are giving me optimism and hope. The players that have been here before, to be very honest with you, I've moved on. It looks like the manager has as well, too. Name them. Name them. Who? I don't need to name them. I, I just, this is Black History Month. I'm supporting all my brothers. So, you know, I think there's just a few players, there's just a few players that we have that I believe are just, they're not the players that we thought they were. You're easily replaceable. You can be taken off. Um, you know, Marcus Rashford, for example, was taken off, oh, I think, last game. Who comes in to scores the winner? It wasn't him. He's been taken off of a, a, the past few games. And to be very honest with you, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, 
I think that what needs to happen here is we need a little bit of uh, self-awareness within the club. I think a lot of the players need to be a little bit more self-aware, especially when you're looking around and you guys are looking at guys like Maynou. You know, again, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Why does he look just so crazy? Like, why does he look so out of place? It's like, why does he look not out of place in the sense of like he doesn't belong there? But like, what? why does he look so unique compared to everybody else? It's because... Mm-hmm. He's technically gifted, um, and that's not what we have. And in order to play football in the in the modern day, like the way Arsenal play, the way City play, the way Liverpool play, if you're one of these big teams that are going to have possession of the ball, you need players that are comfortable with the ball. You need yeah. players that are comfortable. I agree. in the ball so that we can see the game out. To your point, to your point, Cornelius, we scored two goals. They scored their first, and then all of a sudden we panic it was just like <laughs> we have to just park the bus like like we're done playing for the evening and and to be very honest with you it got worse in the second half once casemiro uh left once, thank you uh, i was gonna say we don't have to uh, talk about it once Ooh. luke shaw and casemiro were taken off we completely just lost the way that we were playing because lindelof came and played as a left back <laughs> and then mctominay came in and played as a center mid which he's not a center mid and you know we're asking him to 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 see out a game and and it's like none of these players are able to to do that what did we do we just we took hoyland off because he needed to come off rashford played in the middle so that we could have a threat on the counter and we said you guys can just possess the ball for the remainder of the game <laughs> for, the, for the last 10 minutes and and seriously that's what what we are as a team until we get more people in that can play a sustained style that can play hey like arsenal for example if they score one nil and they say y'all not about to touch the ball for the next five minutes you probably won't touch the ball you'll probably touch the ball maybe once city you could even kiss the game goodbye you're not touching the ball <laughs> it's a training exercise for them no but for no, us, speak, no speak for yourself because we, we was getting we was touching them <laughs> we was touching them up this weekend no, I, I mean, I, I think with a team like City, I, I think that because of the way that they play, they play very aggressive. Like, there will be opportunities there, like you guys mm-hmm. showed. I think with you guys, you guys just can't score, so it really doesn't – you have nothing to show for that game. But for me, I, I think I think, um, I, I think uh, the, the, the players are playing well. I think that the, the only thing that is a struggle to me right now is just keeping everybody fit. Lissandro's out. Luke Shaw looks like he's about to be out. He wasn't even fit to start, um, but you know he tried his best and then ended up getting subbed off at halftime. Um, so you know, it makes me look at why did we let Regulon go? We don't have a we don't have a recognition. I said that I said that when I let him go. I said, do y'all even? Well, what happened yet? to uh, Duke well, last year? Yeah, not applicable. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> You're I don't. Crazy. I don't. No, I don't know what to say. Like he, he, he had, he had. I'm trying to be nice, man. This is our month. He's not available. He hasn't been available since the start. Of, he was. A, he had surgery over the season. Dude's doing rehab. Was expected to miss the first part of the season, and then now I don't know. A setback happened. He's out for the picture. So. Him and Mason Mount, I'm not even looking at like you guys are not even. Yeah, you're not even, Mount is still injured. No, but even with that, Mike, we've talked about this before. That he's not a player to me. This was a this was a marketing campaign. This was 
you know, Manchester United uh, being Manchester United. And okay, so speaking of players out of favor, do you think there's a part for Sancho back? I mean, look at him at Dortmund. He's. I, I don't think, think it was a happen. good fit. To be I honest, think that I, they, go ahead, go ahead, Cornelius. No, I, I was just saying personally, I just don't think it was a good fit. Whether it was the organization and Sancho, Sancho and the coach. Sancho and something else back in Manchester. I just think because, bro, like it, it makes no sense that he came here it and it was insta bad the entire time. Like yeah. there was no point at which it looked good ever. And then he somehow goes back to Dortmund and is now just inserted like in the he's team and is having fun time. and playing well yeah. again. So for me, it's like the kid has always been able to play football. It's not like he lost his ability, whether it was a mental thing. Or it was, you know, he went back home and he started acting out. I don't know, but it just wasn't a good fit. I think I, I think it's a combination of both. I think obviously our style of play does not um, really uh, enable a player of his uh, capabilities to really get the best out of him. Same thing on uh, with Onana. Why did we buy a, a keeper that plays out of the back when we don't even keep the ball? So why are we buying a winger in the Premier League? You know what I'm saying? Let's think about it. Do you think um, – give me, like, a who's a good, like, direct winger? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, some of these guys don't fit in certain situations. And I think um, once we get better players – like, if we had more players like Manu in the team, I think Jaden Sancho would flourish 100%. But the problem is, is the way that we play um, doesn't suit his style of play. So the question comes down to, well, why did we bring him in? Which leads me to my next point. This is what I'm most excited about for this season. To be very honest with you, this season could rot, and I could care less. Because the things that I wanted going into this season, I'm slowly getting. I wanted to get more players in. We did. All those players, were they players that I wanted? No. But there's a few players that we brought in that I think that will be here, um, hopefully, for a long time. Additionally. We have new people in charge making decisions for the club. So now that we have footballing people here making decisions, a lot of these um, players that have been here for a while are on very borrowed time. So I'm not really worried about it. I think for me, the, the, the biggest thing is if we just like Newcastle's situation last year, if we can, and speaking of Newcastle, we just signed their chairman. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? The hipsters are 0-2 against United on the pod and throughout the season. But, hey, man. <laughs> so now we're getting the guys into place, the people that need to be in a place. We're slowly assembling the Avengers. And, you know, I think getting top four would really help uh, us going into next season because I think it would expedite a lot of the – the, the 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 it would shorten up the the process for us to get back to even challenging for making top four consistently and then hopefully end up challenging for the title but yeah man a lot of change is coming and um i'm i'm with it the young players are flourishing we got people coming in to make you know good decisions and some of these players that have just been here um whether it be collecting a check or just you know, kind of doing what y'all want to do and on your own time, you're on borrowed time. So, so what would be the difference? Let's say if you make top four this year, mm -hmm. what, what, okay. If you make top four this year, 
Yep. What would it what, what you need to do in the summer be different? I think we would get more. I, I don't think you're gonna make top four, but if you do, do you mm-hmm. think it'll change the things you need you guys need to do? I think so, because I think that a lot of the 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 issues that we have right now is we have a very big wage structure and we can't really justify paying these people what we're paying them um, based off of what they're giving us. So, for example, a lot of these guys on the big contract, we have to ask ourselves, what's the future plan? This is like what Arsenal was uh, in that situation a few years ago, like when Arteta first came. We had to get rid of the Abbas. We had to get rid of the, you know, even if it would, it, it probably didn't make sense at the moment, like, Get, getting rid of Alba for Arsenal was fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I yeah, think, again, right. like, when you look at a Sancho, for example, is there a future there? Well, if there isn't, you can't be on 300K here. This is not how it's going to go anymore. Same thing with guys like Rashford. To be very right. honest with you, like, you know, like, we, if we made top four, we could, we could afford to be like, we can, we can either cut ties with you, sell you, and move in a different direction. I think without top four, moving a player of his stature would be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was asking because I feel like if you make top four compared to if you don't, I feel like your plans will definitely be different. For a guy like Bruno, I, I bro, I forget you guys even have Bruno. I forget sometimes I'm watching a game that he's even in the game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you guys have a good thing going, though. The young guys are clearly, you know, you know, keeping you guys they're working afloat. out. Yeah, it, yeah it, they're it working is. out. And they're different. I think it's it's going to come. It's going to be the mixture. You don't want a situation where you have a really young team and, you know, try to get everybody to, you know, get to the Premier League level, quote unquote. Um I think you guys have something good. You j- it's just how you integrate everybody into the, uh, you know, into your plan. Yeah, you just gotta trust the manager. I think just trust the manager. This is the same guy that they were saying that wasn't gonna survive this. Get season. Lucky. I'm just saying, like, what four, five wins in the prem, big away win at Wolves, big away win at uh, Luton and um, Aston Villa. It, we we were we were not winning games away from home. We weren't even winning games at home. So, I mean, like, yeah, man, yeah. we're heading in the right direction. It's just about can we stay healthy until the end of the season? And when the end of the season comes, hey, man, some of these guys, yeah. <laughs> Hope you yeah, like uh, I, I don't. It'll be crazy to Good me. luck to you and your future endeavor. Yeah, man. Hope yeah, you guys yeah, like it. Y'all let Rashford. I mean, I've seen the PSG links, but. I think he doesn't move. I don't think he's not, he's not that. You have player, to cash man. out on him. You have to. I don't think like a PSG move doesn't make sense. For, for him. him, it doesn't. But for you guys, it does. No, yeah, for us, like, yeah, I just don't think a, a, a like if you're getting if you're if Killian and Mbappe is leaving, you're not gonna fulfill that you're hole not. with you're Marcus not. Rashford. No, you're I, not. I, I really think that like. I don't want to be disrespectful, bro. I just, I just feel like no. Go ahead. It's not that I don't think that he can play for United. He just can't be the guy. The guy. (laughs) He can't be the number ten. He can't be like the what. And this is part of it is our fault. Like, like what we've built him up to me. What the media has built him up to me. Like he's not that guy. He's um, 
he is a rotational player on a very good team. And there's nothing he's, wrong he's with He's a luxury that. player. He's a luxury player. Guy you bring in, you know, second half. I think I think he's a he's an impact player. If he okay. if you're not playing a team like he, if I was like if if we get to where we need to be as a team, like like where we're you know possessing the ball or whatever, he's a bench player. And the only time that he'll play is when we play Arsenal, Chelsea, City, and Liverpool. The teams that are going to possess the ball and actually like play against us are going to leave the space in behind. That's where Rashford can can play. But a team like Luton, where they're just <laughs> they're in their box. They're like you have five, seven players in your six yard, eighteen yard box. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Rashford yeah. is not doing anything from there. He'll take the ball. He'll shoot. Goal kick. So no, I mean, it's just it is what it is, man. I think he's a he, he'd be a very good squad player on a very good team. All right. You guys want to talk a little bit about Liverpool? Yeah, I was gonna say we should touch on Liverpool a little bit because they've been rolling. Um, it cost me that first half bet though, man. <laughs> when Darwin scored, I was like, "Boy, I knew I shouldn't have messed with you." That was the hipster in me. That was the hipster in me. I, I felt something that morning, seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I, I sense something. Maybe Brentford King." Yeah, man. They, <laughs> no, on some real, on some real stuff. The Liverpool look. They look legit. Yeah. So I mean, Jota's out now. Jota's, yeah, so that's back. Jota's Goal out. Assist. Um, I don't know, man. I There are a few teams that like, I really trust. Like, Liverpool's one of those teams. I mean, obviously, City's one of those teams. But they, they just look like a well-oiled machine. But I have a weird feeling that, you know, they, they're not going to be able to hold on. Um with Arsenal and City, you know, chasing them. But I don't know. Do you guys think Jota being out is going to affect them in any way? Because Yes. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> Absolutely. Really? Really. Clearly. Yes, he can score clearly. goals, man. I mean, like, even when you look at the goal that he scored against Chelsea, it was just pure willpower. He gets the ball in the middle. Yeah. Dribbles mm-hmm. down, nobody picks him up, and then he bodies off. Who was that? Disasi or yeah, body issue. That was his terrible game. Yeah, and it's just like that guy. I've seen him score in multiple different ways. Technically, he's gifted on the ball as well. He's not doing anything crazy, but he is just such a solid player. You have to know where mm-hmm. he is at all times because if you let him free, he's going to score. So you know, losing a player like him, losing a player like Luis Diaz, you know. Salah is back, but it, the more you have dynamic players in the attacking third, you know, the more chances you have to score. And so I feel like losing Jota is tough. Whenever they lose him, you see them dip in scoring a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like that was the Liverpool of a few years ago. Liverpool's kind of re-up on attacking yeah. players. You know, Gakpo was off the bench, you know, with a goal this past week. You know, they still have Darwin, Salah is back, and they have Luis Diaz. So it's like as much as I want to say Jose is going to hurt them, they they now have players where, you know, maybe last Mm -hmm. year or a year before they didn't have those guys to kind of fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the strength of their team is their attack, and for them to lose an attacker I don't think is uh, that great for them, especially considering now the only people they they have is Salah – uh, Darwin and Luis Diaz. 
and, and Cody Gakpo because usually yeah. all three, four of them are playing. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it depends. You, on, need, yeah. you need five. Then now we're gonna start going into Harvey Elliott's, and that's when it starts. You know. Yeah, is it is it uh, Allison out too? Allison, I think is yep. out. Yep. Allison, uh, out. Trent is still out. Trent's still out. Yeah. Is he out? Well, might, might. Is Trent yeah. still out? Yeah, Trent's still, still out. out. Yeah, he's gonna be out. He's, he's not playing on Sunday. But they have Connor Bradley, right? So, <laughs> all right. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see him again. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, Mar was in my DMs. Mar was in my DMs trying to talk Connor. Oh, we'll yeah. see him again Connor on Sunday. Bradley. Mar, bring him out on Sunday. Let's see how he matches up. Gonna see him real soon. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely be a big loss for them. Um, I was gonna say yeah. Other than that, predictions, predictions. I'll go first. We play uh, hold on, uh, Adol Trafford. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my lock of the week: <laughs> Rasmus Hoyland, anytime goal scorer. Book it. To to who are you guys playing? Fulham. Fulham at home, three points. Yeah, Rasmus yeah. scores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arsenal. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Arsenal, Porto, lock it in two 0 we'll, we'll win. Um, is that the lock Saka. of the week? No, I'm just saying lock it in. Just bet it. Okay. Uh, my lock of the week is though Arsenal at home against Newcastle. I think we'll take care of business. Um, you can bet it. Uh, Martinelli, goal or assist. Saka, goal or assist. Um. You can bet a spread the entire week. Honestly, just bet Arsenal everything the entire week. Uh, so someone will score. I will be. So, yeah. Bro, I was thinking that when you guys were all scoring those goals, I was like, bro, I could have picked Havertz. I could have picked Saka. I could have picked Whoever. literally everybody. Whoever. Odegaard. Trossard. Odegaard. Yeah, Trossard. Yeah, Trossard. He, he's good. I, I got it. Anytime good. I see him. That's that's <laughs> and it's not like the Dudley boys. You remember when they used to go, What's up? <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, the oh, Sar Leandro. That's crazy. And then the Carabao Cup final, um, oh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Hey, so Yasser may be around. Don't celebrate if you win. I just want to say that. Do not celebrate uh, if you win. If Yasser catches you in, you guys are dead meat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to go to the Chelsea bar for, for that game. Um, oh, you got a Chelsea bar in Columbus? Yeah, we have one in Columbus. Um, for those in Easton. Um, okay. 1-0 Chelsea win. Um, I think we'll hold up, man. I think, I think we have it in us to hold them. 1-0 Chelsea win. We don't win 1-0. We'll probably win 2-1. We're, we're winning it. I need y'all to get a, get some points off of them. So please do, honestly. Yeah. This is the final. Like they no points. They ain't no you know points. the final. Oh, oh, right. You're right. You're right. This is the final. Right, right. You're right. I forgot. Yeah. We got, we got We're taking it away. Nah, man. This, this, is, this is our get back from last yeah. or for what, two years ago? And then uh, for what they did it to us in the league a few weeks ago. Are you guys in a better position now than you were a few years ago in the final? Um. Wow. 
That's a good question. Let me think about that. Let me think about like and, and is Liverpool in a better situation? I don't think Liverpool. No. Will... I say no. We had we had a well established back line and keeper all these positions. Also, just the Who's state the of our. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was a uh, well, Mendy. Oh, look, you guys both said different. Oh, yeah, answers. it was it was Mendy. well established. Well established. Oh man, Mendy. No, but I would say we're better now only because. Two years ago was when we were going through our, you know, our issues with, you know, the whole the sanctions. Yeah, sanctions and everything. So for us, like we, we, we had no idea week to week what was going on with our team. Yeah. We were also in a lot of contract talks where players were not yeah. all the way locked up, and we were working on that. But then we, you know, in getting sanctioned, we weren't allowed to sign a lot of these players. You know, you got to think about it. We had Aspilicueta still. We had Zuma. We had Rudiger. We had a lot of players that were looking to go to Spain, looking to go to Madrid, looking to go to Barca, a lot of these big clubs. And we really didn't know what was going to go on with that. So right now, I would say for sure, just because we have more stability, yeah, we are in mm -hmm. a better place. Okay, that's fair. I agree with him. But, yeah. As far as the team, I think our team was better back then yeah. as far mm -hmm. as just who we had on the pitch. 11 v 11 but yeah. we were as far as a club in shambles so soccer was like the last thing on our on our minds i feel like and and one thing i love about this current team is i feel like when we're doubted that's when we show up and with all the uh, the narratives surrounding sunday's game i think it creates a perfect scenario for us to go in there and you know Cost chaos. You know, Klopp is leaving though at the end of the season. I don't yeah. care. I want to smack him up just for that documentary. Liverpool are the kings of like passion merchants, though. Because yeah, you know, I know. know. That's what yeah, I'm saying. They, passion run. merchants. That's <laughs> bro, they will run through a wall for him. <laughs> what? Passion merchants. Yeah, don't put crazy. Batty a shield in that back line. I'm telling you. They, not put Batty a shield in that back line. They, 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 they can all take the walk, you know. Together yeah. up to that second place podium. I don't care. Yeah. We're, we're, we're walking away with that trophy. Yeah. I, you know, you know, kudos to Klopp. I gave him his kudos earlier when he announced that he was leaving at the end of the year. Cool, bro. That got nothing to do with me. I want that silverware. The as big as the trophy is, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? We, we, I, there is still, there's still, there, there's still a reckoning for him. You know big. what I'm saying? I'm just, the trophy is this big right here. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man. oh man. I, I just want Liverpool win Europa. Other than that, I could care less if they don't win anything else. And the league, uh, no, I can't have them win the league. I cannot. I, let, let's just let City do it. You know, Pep leaves, and then we can all battle for it. We can all, <laughs> we can all, we can all just agree this was City's era. Let's let's just give it to yeah, them. Pass. Get it over with. Could you imagine though? And then like we can if, if, if if Liverpool, like if Klopp leaves, and then like if, if if Pep were to leave, it would be back to the old days, right? <laughs> like it would be back to just. It would just be about us four. Yes. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't. That's true. Yeah, oh, bro. We wouldn't have to That's deal crazy. with Tottenham and and, and City and oh, these other. Brighton, which, which by the way, Brighton, I don't know if you guys saw that game versus Sheffield, but Mason Holgate, I 
Just yeah, yeah, that was like oh, that, that was, was what a challenge. challenge. Yeah, that was horrific, bad. horrific. That yeah, was really bad. Um, there's really no excuse. Like as soon as you see it, it's like dog. Yeah, you, you know that, that it's so for? funny to me. Like once you get in a tackle, so I feel like you know. Okay, oh man, that was bad. That was like I feel oh, like you bro. should know. But then guys I get think, up and like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're 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 hopping off both your legs. <laughs> like, what the fuck nah, bro. Like, I think this guy's name Mason, bro. He, he can't play. Going after the knee. Guy's name Mason, bro. Mason Holgate, Mason Mount, Mason oh, Mason Rudolph. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro. It just you and Mason. You just... see Mason Mount on this Chelsea team, man. You wouldn't, Mike. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be. I don't know. I, what I could care like. less, to be honest. Every, every, bro. Every time I've seen Mason Mount, he's been on the stationary bike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it the same bike? Is it the same day, bro? I don't know, man. But all right, oh, man, man. all right. <laughs> yeah, G got to get out of here. Um, yeah, man. We can just wrap up here, man. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in and. As always, good luck to you. Oh, damn, I got to press the button. Good luck to you and your future <laughs> <laughs>